The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome to the only live wrestling show on earth tonight. It is the A Show, the AE Double Dudes, the new kings of wrestling, the sword and shield. The wrestling brain is here. We are going live because somebody's got it tonight, baby. You got to talk, got to talk with the biz with your best boys. It is wrestling brain. We are going to have some fun tonight. We're going to do some new segments. We're doing Q&A. We got a Twitter mailbag coming out. We're going to take some viewer calls. All the hits. We're playing them all. I am your boy, the Zoobs, and I am joined, thrilled to be joined on Wednesday, as always, with the big brother, Mr. 50K, the brain genius himself, Josh Custodio on the West Coast. How are you, my friend? Zooms, there may not be AEW Dynamite tonight. That might be true. You know, you could look around and say, there's no AEW Dynamite. No one could possibly disagree with that. And yet, I may be more excited to do the AEW dudes than I am most weeks. This is fun for me. We get to take our feet off the gas. We know it's only the real heads are here, the true brainiacs mm. alongside the sword and shield. And hello to all of you in the chat. Give yourself a brain while you're here. Uh, we got put out a call for questions, Zooms, and I thought some of the questions we got back were very evocative of what our of what the brainiac community is like. Thoughtful, give you a lot to chew on. You know, sometimes you get a question. You have another podcast, as do I, Zooms. You know, sometimes you put out the call for questions like, "What color's the sky?" And it's like, well, not a ton I can do with that. Yeah. Very little of that in the mention, so can't wait to dive into the questions. Can't wait to play a look-back edition of Keep It or Kick It. More on that later. That doesn't work for me, brother and Zoobs. I think that people are dying for it. <laughs> more of Pushbook Barry. Zoobs, are you ready for all that and more? And the return of listener calls on tonight's episode of the A-Double Dudes. I'm super excited. We have some, yeah, as you said, new segments. Uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. We're going to have Pushbook Barry. We got the mailbag. We got calls coming back. Uh, follow Scoots Brodo on Twitter. We have two subs already. Uh, we got Dennis Dirty Work coming back for another month. Oh, uh, make it the velvety voiced Dennis Dirty Work. Make it a four month streak. Make it six months in total. And of course, E Prime. Eleven months for E Prime. Oh my God. We have got to make a twelve months badge for folks who have been here for a full year. Had a full year of the dudes been here yeah. since day one. Uh, really exciting. Really fun. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get started. I, as you said, I, you know, when you do a call for Twitter questions, especially. Um, the chances of someone being like, it's a hot dog a sandwich, and expecting you and I to debate that with any sense of seriousness over the next half hour. Uh, none of that. Some really good How stuff. How would that go on this show? We, we'd both just go N.A. or something. Yeah, I don't care would be the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no time for those hypotheticals. But, but which is all to say, the mailbag questions are excellent. I expect some good, yes. deep arguments and answers uh, and a t- tons of stuff to keep folks engaged because, as you said, uh, no dynamite should be a crime, quite frankly, to not have dynamite on a Wednesday. The, the day feels incomplete. Uh, yeah, there you go. Scooch says hot dog is the sandwich. Problem solved. Okay. Who I cares? Don't, I don't care. Yeah. Do not care. <laughs> it could be anything. 
Call it a salad. I don't give a fuck. Call it my aunt. I would not matter to me in the slightest. Just don't call me late for dinner. Hell you know, yeah, Zooms, that's hell, hell that's yes. more my style. Don't call me late for dinner. Zoops, how's my new mic sounding? I have put the you, you know we were exposed the other week on Twitch. All the Twitch earnings leaked and people found out that we were yes. millionaires. So I figure why why even bother hiding it at this point? So I got myself uh a new, a new uh, swanky microphone. She's a beaut. It's a beaut. I'm really impressed. That's that's when I did my re my upgrade earlier this month before very early, yeah, before the money dropped and everyone was like, these guys should have the best equipment. Uh, I grabbed this one. You are using the model that I uh, had in a cart. Is literally was in a cart ready to get checked out. And I just I was like, I think I'm gonna go XLR. Uh, I'm thrilled to get the fancy lights, the new setup. I think it's a great week to launch some new tech and to try out some new stuff and to have some fun with the Brainiacs. Uh, I think we sound even better than we did before. It's three weeks in a row with the best sounding episode yet. I'm in, I'm in stereo. I'm in both ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You sound good, not too loud. I think, I think we're doing good. Well, and you know who that mostly benefits, Zoobs? The podcast listeners, who of course we do like less. Or is this even going on the podcast feed? I think we could, we'll throw it out. Let's, let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's see how it goes. Maybe they see this. Maybe they don't. We would ask you if you're here right now, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. This is a quieter night here. For the A-Double Dudes. But if you know somebody who might enjoy sort of a smattering of wrestling discussion, let them know. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. All the hockey games, from what I understand, are one-sided right now. Anyway, who gives an H? Uh, Dennis Dirtywork wants to know, in the market for new mic, drop the model numbers and names. You have the AT2020 USB from Audio That's Technique. correct. Yep. I have the Rode Pod mic, which is the um, – it's one step down from the Pod Master, which is what I believe they use in the uh, studios of Block Party. So that was the – uh, Exactly right. right. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. I, and I have the Focusrite Scarlet third gen solo as my audio interface. I'm geeked up on my new tech, so I'm uh, happy somebody asked. <laughs> and and uh, Dennis, if you want those or anything, you can just DM me on Twitter too. Happy to send Absolutely. you a link or, or what have you. I know remembering all the numbers. I got no brain for this tech world, so I know sometimes just the hard thing is uh, the way to go. Uh, First Avenger saying, good news. This week and next week will be our only dynamite list Wednesdays of the year. Well, yeah, that's the- true. Let's hope so. Uh, Scoots was saying, you guys sound almost as good as you look. Well, if we could only look half as good as the Scoots, man, we'd be in business. Zoobs, is that enough preamble? Is it time to get into our first question of the night? Is that where we want to kick this off? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Let's, let's go to the Twitter mailbag. Uh, we start with one from Dr. Fruits, our edible. Hello, I'm here now. Uh, Maddie Max subbing for 11 months in a row. Love to see that. Uh, Sword, shield, axe. Thank you, Maddie Mac. The mod the man of the house here at Wrestling Brain. He will behead you should you be racist, homophobic, transphobic, even just too aggressive. Matty Mac has uh, our absolute confidence to be as vigilant as he sees fit, and we will back him. We're disingenuous. If you come in here with a take that we don't think you... Uh, oh. Hammered, axed. Uh, it comes yeah, from... we'd almost prefer, you know, any of the other things to that. It's, uh, uh hate that. Dr. Fruits are edible asses. Would you rather have one epic reign as champion in parentheses, at least 500 days, or half a dozen short reigns, none of them longer than three months. So this is if I'm a wrestler. This is if we were crown champion, if we were, cha- you know, in the way that we are champions of Twitch. Uh, if you were if you were the <laughs> champion of a wrestling federation or league, if you will, if you're down in Duffy, Georgia, uh, would you prefer the one, the, you know, if you will, the San Martino or the Flair, right, where you are, you are champion for two years or you are champion 17 times? So I think we all sort of idolize the Okada run or maybe the CM Punk run before that or, you know, lots of legendary great runs in even modern history of wrestling. I think Kenny Omega sort of – has Omega passed Moxley for longest champion? That's a great question that I will look up uh, in a minute. But, Zoobs, I'm not the guy who suits that. 
I'm mm. not your defending 500 day champion. No one's going to buy me in that role. I'm a, I'm a mankind. I'm a, I'm a loser on the outside. I'm, I'm scraping into the title scene when I can get a hold of it. And no one's, no one's counting on me to defend, but it makes the victories all that much sweeter that nobody sees it coming. So in terms of getting me over, if I was booking me, I would do the, the shorter reigns more times. But what I prefer in a wrestling company, what I think makes for the, the better feeling grand champion would be something more akin to Kazuchika Okada. How about yourself? Uh, Kenny Omega, by the way, 315 days as of the recording of this on October wow. 13th. John Moxley, 277. So, okay. uh, yes, Kenny is your longest reigning champion. Uh, I, Thank you, listen, Obviously, I would prefer the longer... Not, I don't want to say obviously, because it is an optional question, but I would prefer the longer reign. I think you sort of um, nailed... You want it to be really meaningful when you when you lose it. I think it sort of... In, in a really weird way, a really long title change almost goes on to benefit somebody else because it, it – For sure. It, it, the person that takes it from you ends up benefiting, whereas as you were sort of saying, that that continued uh, push for it is a great way to sort of build up that underdog character, that guy that people are absolutely frothing at the mouth to finally win the big one. So you know, if I had to pick which one of those people I would rather be, I would obviously rather be the 500 champ. Uh, tough to say that that's who, how my personality is is best but maybe it is where do you i think you're better suited to it than i am for sure it's like uh because i picture you as like a work rate champion too maybe it's just that you and cesaro look like twins when you're beside one another (laughs) but when you thought of zoops i don't know if you in the chat remember this maybe the brainiacs could chime in if they do but there was like a believable moment in time where they were both managed by Heyman, and cesaro versus brock felt like the match like this it was a tip of everyone's tongue all anyone wanted and it seemed like you might actually get it and in that time i was doing my old podcast and i remember exploring what a cesaro run might look like so maybe i'm just placing that booking onto you but <laughs> listen i could see you you know am i alongside you am i the paul Heyman in that scenario you know show no you know there's a chance but uh, I see you as a work rate champion. Everybody's loving the matches. They like the promos too. But I think you have a believable long run in you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's what I, that's who I want to be in the you know the guy you got to beat to prove that you are the guy. You know what? That is uh, in my eyes, you're always the top guy. But very nice of you to say. Ashley Kutcher saying the double dudes look better on the chase for the title than being chased for it. Yeah, that's very kind. And it is worth pointing out. Everyone listening to the show now is part of that build for us. This is our this is yes. our this is our build. We're, this is our yes. hangman story you're in the middle of by just watching double all you're doing is watching. Watching and chatting and you're a part of it. That's you are the people chanting yes while we fight off the uh Wyatt family that is yeah. mainstream wrestling coverage. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, don't know. I got into no, that and I, think I that's perfect. I, I followed that the whole way. I didn't have a way Rest- out of that on the way in. <laughs> I thought you found it absolutely perfectly. This is the Yes Movement, says Ashley Kutcher. We can't say that on TV, though. Got another one. For, what, what, where's the chat on that one? Brain, 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 says Maddie Mac. And, I uh, saw some first ones for sure. Jay Iggs, by the way, subscribing for 10 months, 10-month 10 streak. Uh, Thank already you, Jason. Loving it. I changed, up, I changed up the sub goal. You can't see it right now. The sub goal was changed from, like, we want a trillion each month. So just let, Let's try to get 10 today, right? Yeah. That, let's try to get 10 today. And, we're, as you and were, listen, as, we always do on this program. Usually we do. And we're also on the road to the Night of a Thousand Brainiacs. We have uh, 17 days left, and we have 911 followers. Tell anybody that you know that has a Twitch account, just come on here and follow us. We're trying to get to a Night of a Thousand Brainiacs. Uh, 89 away. Now we have nine. Susan, what was it the other day that you were saying you love 911 so much? Was that related to this, or was that a different thing? A 711. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not gonna get me. You can never outmaneuver the seals. You try to peg them down, but it's like <laughs> you chase it. Oh Lord Almighty! Uh, Zoom, fire me another question, will you? Let's let's see what's going on. It comes from Twitter user Scoots Brodo, and I have to recommend that you follow Scoots Brodo. Um, follow Scoots Brodo. If Pony Con. Got the Motor City Machine Guns, the MCMG. Oh. Who are your top three ideal matches for them to square off with on the tag team roster of AEW? I will start with an obvious one, which is FTR. Because I really think those are the, that's the kind of guy we see it with Dante Martin. see it with the Young Bucks. Yeah. We saw it with uh, many of the teams they went through NXT with. That style, that is really what they work well with. They do their best work when they are trying to ground an opponent. When they are trying to slow down an opponent. When they are trying to make an opponent who has a really decisive style fit an FTR match. That's when they're at their best, and that is that's the one that jumps off the screen for me. What about you? Are you a, are you a big uh, MCMG guy? Is this a, is this a, is this something that you're even salivating for to see the machine guns uh, make a little run through? Wow, Zeus, it's an interesting question because the Alex Shelley Renaissance, of course, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, is something that for some reason I find myself very drawn to. These main events and beyond. He has a date with GCW, I think, in. Uh, in New Jersey coming up, but he's there. He's getting more play with Ring of Honor. I, I don't, I, at no point in my life was I like the Motor City Machine Guns are the best tag team on earth, but they are great. You, I was, I always preferred Red Dragon, or even when I was aware of the War Raiders, something like that, I thought were better. But I want, what do I'm always saying on the show? I want tag teams as tag teams wrestling in AW. I think they have a great tag division in AW. There's no getting around it. But I do maybe think that's overpraised to some degree, or at least I think there's a clear gap between your FTR, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, maybe Proud and Powerful Sleeks in there, and everybody else. And I think the Motor City Machine Guns are a tag team that would actually fit in very well as like the transition between those two tiers. Mm. The Machine Guns can be reaching down for the young ones, giving them great. I mean, they got one of my favorite tag finishers going. Uh, Scoots, do you remember the name of it? I, I, something from the river? Somebody will remember the name of it. So despite never loving the machine guns i think there's a real place for them in terms of scoots's specific question uh and thanks for asking me if, if in general because i think that's important framing here zoos but in terms of position can i cheat even a little further on this of course can i say now that we've got bobby fish we're probably going to get kyle o'reilly and we're probably going to get red dragon can i say that seems like it seems it seems like a, a strong possibility that's that, that's the as far as i you know i don't i don't i'm not we're not can I not connect the guy? You're the connect the guy with the sources. Sure, uh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> as far as I as I can feel comfortable. Is is it? It certainly makes a lot more sense than it did, you know, maybe maybe a, a couple weeks ago. I don't know that I've uh, said this before. Gumby, let me know. Uh, Detroit is where Alex Shelley will GCW. Thanks so much, Gumby. Um, I don't what, know if I mentioned this before, Zeus. I had a an NXT source at one point in time. Have I mentioned this? That's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, oh wow, okay. So there were, there were some things on my whole podcast taught Mark. He's like, oh, what's he's really calling things. I was like, he sure is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jason saying Motor Machine uh, machine Guns kept him watching wrestling during a pretty meh period otherwise. Is that their TNA run or, or Ring of Honor? Because listen, to this, I sort of want redemption for everyone whose great matches were buried on pay-per-views that nobody saw from Ring of Honor from 2010 to 20. Sure. That were marred in horrible production and inconsistent booking. But the in-ring quality, uh, there are so many gems across that era of Ring of Honor that you couldn't begin to list them. So, yeah, I think the Machine Guns versus uh, Red Dragon and AW would make me feel good just for those guys getting to do it on a stage that would appreciate them.
Uh, is there a third? We, we have we have FTR. We we sort of cheated with Red Dragon. Is there a third? I mean, l- listen, Lucha Bros is easy. This is one of those things. We one of the great things about AEW is no matter who we're talking about, you can say, "Oh, I'd love to see them face anybody in Death Triangle. I'd love to see them face Kenny. I'd love to see them face yada yada." Is there somebody maybe outside of the box, outside of the obvious that you think sort of works in the, in that? You know, you really nailed it with that tier jumping. Is there somebody from maybe the lower tier that you think could use that bump or or somebody from the upper tier that you yes. think they could elevate? Who do you got? Specifically Luchasaurus, but Jurassic Express in general. Like, Motor City wants to spend their entire match on the turnbuckles in the corners. If you're 6'7", or however big Luchasaurus is, there's a million different things you can do in a match that look impressive and get across your size if guys are going to be hanging out there. So, And that's a team who specifically... I think the allegiance with Christian Cage hasn't done much to lift them, if I'm being honest, despite their positioning in the card. Without the the big wins and the big spots followed by the big promo, it's hard to actually feel that momentum. But I can feel it with Jurassic Express and the Motor City. Very nice. Very nice. People saying people saying uh, 2.0. Of course. Yeah, of course. The other cheat the other cheat answer. Yeah. There are three cheat answers yeah. in the world, right? There's there's anybody in 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 the death triangle, there's anybody against Okada or Yano, and there's 2.0. I feel like another cheat code is hook. When Pete, when you say, sure, when you say yeah, hook, yeah, that's you true. Hook was my go-to cheat for a while. You uh, go, you go, oh, hook, and they go, well, can't yeah, get around that. You're not wrong. Uh, next question is what we like to call a Cullen Classic. Oh, the hashtag Cullen Classic. I love these from our, our pal, uh, comedian John Cullen. Uh, J-Zero and the Zoobs are a tag team, the Sword and Shield, and they have been working a six-month program against the tag team chance, but they can't seem to get one over over the top guys no matter how hard they try. Luckily... The DWL, or wherever you're wrestling, signature PP, <laughs> the signature pay-per-view, the WrestleMania, the all-out, the uh, the fairground show in front of 10,000 is coming up, and we win the right to create our own match a la Kane's Inferno. Oh, that's great. The Ambrose Asylum mm-hmm. for the tag team straps. What are the stipulations? This is kind of easy for us, I think. Uh, because the Zoobs and I don't, and do you mind if I go first on this one, Zoobs? Absolutely. The Zoobs and I don't agree on everything in wrestling. Uh, you know, I think maybe I'm a little more sensitive to certain things. I can be catch a narrative and be married to it. The Zoobs are willing to sort of take everything. We, we part ways at some point. But the, something the Zoobs and I that anchors us, if you really had to say, what is spiritually alive in the sword and shield? It's the, it's the Terry Funk factor. It's the, it's the, the FTRs, the, the 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 splash of Jim Cornette realism, the Minoru Suzuki, the the the, 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 the you know the shining through shooterism that bangs us. Mm-hmm. So I think Zoobs and I are two guys, black trunks, black boots, loud talkers, the roughs, perhaps, plain Jane but great on the mic, a ruthless but a, but a but a style that we enjoy in that vein. So if we're trying to get over. Welcome to our world. Zoobs has mentioned many times on the program. He loves an elimination match. Every time he does, I say, Zoobs, I love an elimination match. What suits two shooters style? And something we both love? A submission elimination match. 2v2. You tap, you're out, your tag partner's still in this. Yeah, and you're locked in. No escape. Absolutely right. You know, you might, you might, you might, might be bigger than us. You might be stronger than us. Maybe you're faster than us. Maybe you're more athletic than us. You're not crazier than us. That's for damn sure. And, and, and listen, you, you don't know the biz from the bottom to the top, inside and outside, turn it upside down and outside around like we do. Absolutely. A great comment right there. Yeah, hey I, to Thick Flair, our own Paul, saying good morning, double dudes and brainiacs. Good morning, Paul. Absolutely right. Uh, 
Here's one. <laughs> Scoots Brodo pitching a sword and shield match. Jay's here on Zoops <laughs> are allowed to use a sword and a shield. Not bad. That's not bad. I'm into that. Such uh, a fun question, this good friend Jake. I I agree with you guys. It's a Colin it's classic. A... John Don't Miss. Uh, the well-intentioned moron. <laughs> the axe. <laughs> the sword and the shield and the axe asks us, uh, if you had a large sum of money, let's say it was $10 million. To some, that's large. Uh, which fed would you dump that money into and why? I think that's a good question because one of those things is like if you, you're giving AEW $10 million, what, what, you know, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Paying for catering? What are you like? Hotels? <laughs> Paying for catering. <laughs> Paul White's got to eat. <laughs> uh, Zoobs, uh, what, what direction are you going here? Is the is GCW too obvious? I, I mean, my first thought is GCW because, um, you know, at first blush, someone like me who is not an EC- GCW hardcore, but is intrigued by the fact that many of my friends who are really eating wild men talk about this shit, love this shit, say the best angles are in this stuff. And from peaks I have sort of poked my head in is very mm. impossible to deny the magnetism, the connection between the crowd and the performers. Yes. I think what needs to happen is is sort of, you know, what, what's the difference between ROH and AEW? It's is AEW, you know you are watching a prestige, big-time feel. Like, I've said many times that part of what I don't connect with on the indies is the majesty and the size is part of it for me, right? Right. Things feeling huge is part of what I love about wrestling, and that's part of what I struggled with in the empty arena era and part of what I've loved so much about the crowds being back is that that larger-than-life, that production value video pyro sets it looks looks unique it looks cool that's a big part of it for me so i think if you're able to give something like gcw that already has the boost already has the connection already has the stars already has the passionate fan base and just say let's get you know so a, a, a director forget even the tech let's get some 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 production people who really know television who really know live tv yes. who really know production let's get you guys a truck let's get you know what i mean that's where that's where my head goes as a broadcast guy because i think in terms of you know unique ideas for shows unique ideas for stories unique characters that's all already there what and even production value in today's day and age doesn't make that big of a difference but more of like how can you take this to just add in that level of shine to it and i know i think similar to maybe some bands the band gets a little bit more shine and it takes away what makes them special. I think there's a way you can use that 10 million, maybe not even on equipment and more on people m- making production decisions. Love everything you said there, especially specifically to the broadcast side. You in particular would have some expertise to lend there. But Zoobs, you said something in the middle of it that actually turned my brain upside down and maybe sort of flip around. Because we were just mentioning how there was a decade of Ring of Honor that has sort of gone under worship. I love GCW. I'd love to fund them and give them more money, but I don't know how much I have to offer them. I I think they're doing just fine. But if you gave me the current Ring of Honor roster, a federation that I know extremely well was the the fed that sort of got me from liking wrestling to loving wrestling, I think, like you say, all those broadcast upgrades that you mentioned about GCW, well, hell, you, you could have all, maybe a Ring of Honor looks a shade better than GCW, but does it look leagues better? No. Not at all. So I almost am going to change my answer to Ring of Honor. I think with $10 million, I can get a little bit of say-so around that place. You know, we, we, we can have that belt back on Roosh and we can, you know, <laughs> stop, stop fooling around. And uh, we can push John Gresham to the moon. I don't know. 
that it's so difficult. So I'm going to change my answer to Ring of Honor if I can do that. Good answer. No, absolutely. I like that. I like that. I like that as, as sort of not taking. Uh, you know, I think maybe I picked an easy one. I think you. I think you nailed it there in that. Um, there is a space still for, for for what I consider to be like more of a work rate federation in in. In Dude, Ring of College. Honor was heavily involved in All In. Like, people forget this. It was like Cody Rhodes and the Bucks in conjunction with Ring of Honor. Their production team, their crew, Bully Ray was there. Like, it, they missed out. Ring of Honor just, like, washed, watched all the water run through their hands. It was like, oh, I should have, oh. Not to mention, used to be, I mean, they used to have major parts of Wrestle Kingdom. My, my, my first Wrestle Kingdoms. You would you get like oh shit there's a fucking ROH title match in the middle of this there's something I can, Adam Cole is wrestling this like I can connect to that very easily and it it helped build the bigger picture of you know New Japan at that time showing hints of what AEW yeah. would become right it was like, oh my god other federations having a huge match here this is spotlights of not just New Japan this is this is a spotlight of wrestling you know what I mean this, this can is, happen yeah this, this can happen exactly right so I think ROH is a great pick uh, considering. Oh. Needs to be said that great question because every answer I see in the chat I find very compelling. Kev Sell saying MLW is relaunching yep. Lucha Underground with uh, Lucha Azteca or Azteca Underground. Sorry, what, what boy? Ten million? You you could probably do a lot with uh, that program. Some familiarity in ten million. So yeah, I like everybody's answers here. Danny DeRocha saying WCW. I don't know if that counts, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I don't remember the problem with WCW being there weren't enough rich guys around. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think you could buy it back from WWE for, for 10 mil. Um, Actually, could you saying I would start a Fed from the ground up and hire Onita? He's doing FMWE now, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling Explosion. So you could just give the 10 mil there. I'm um, sure he'll invest it wisely. I like the Azteca Underground pick, and I, so it actually yeah. brings me to a point that I am really appreciative of Lucha Underground 4 was like the realization – and I think this is something that, that I would love to see more of in wrestling from that was the idea of the Dario Cueto character is like, if there's a character who's almost entirely going to be used for acting, maybe hire an actor versus like, it's not, it, it's crazy how mind blowing that was and how fucking obvious it seems after you see it. Well, yeah, 10 seconds into seeing him backstage, you're just like, it reminds me there's, there's, um, anyway, this, anyway. Doesn't need to be said. It wasn't going to be an interesting anecdote. But yeah, those like <laughs> those bringing in a professional instead of finding who in house might do it the best is sometimes just the best thing you can do. It, could you imagine if Dario Cueto was played by Chavo Guerrero the whole time? How much worse that show would have been? There, there would have only been two seasons instead of only three, which there are only three seasons of Lucha Underground. Everybody remembers that. Actually, could you say Zoob's just been realized here that real answer is DWL. I will say, Zoob's, we got a lot of heels questions. We're not going to answer any of them on here because, Zoob's, you're coming on to my Patreon just to do uh, a breakdown of heels. So we're saving those for uh, for the paywall. And small well, – I will answer this. Absolutely. You, you come to Jack Spade and say, I give you $10 million. He's like, I don't need your charity. <laughs> no, no chance jack spade takes 10 million yeah you're walking out of there with a broken jaw no chance yeah. good luck yeah. well no he might take your 10 million but then you're like yeah i'm gonna want one percent creative control i don't need your strangle you need you'd have his thumbs on your throat take your charity back back up north you go talk to gully though absolutely F yeah you want to talk about you want to talk about you know florida wrestling dystopia 
if 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 we were in I'll tell you this. If we were in the, the Heels universe, this would be an FWD show. No question. Yeah, we are not Let's Let's be 100% clear no, on that one. Bumpkin Hicks at DWL. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would say. Oh, I'm a country bumpkin. Yeah, that'd be, oh, that'd be funny to do. Zoom, so, should we jump into a segment for uh, for this part of the show? Or do we want to do one more question and get into Let's it? take one more. I got, I, got, I got one queued up that I like. We go to Shappy on the street on the tweets, uh, which, which is one that I love this question, actually, because this is something that about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, people were worried about. And now we've, we're far enough down the road that I think we sort of have a better answer as to what result of the really exciting last month has been. Shappy asked us, do you think any specific AEW wrestlers have been negatively affected by the recent influx of top guys? Yes. What do you got? Kip Sabian is now uh, the very bottom of the show got pushed to off television. Uh, so if you were Kip Sabian or Bear Country and you were having matches, you're not anymore. But Lance, uh, but Lance Archer in the chat. He, but he's been in, he's been in big positions still, right? Like he <laughs> he's been the Minoru Suzuki uh, AEW avatar for a while. He's been you know gotten some terrible booking as I called out on that doesn't work for me, brother. Last week. But uh, but no, I don't think you would draw a direct line between like CM Punk and Brian uh, arriving. But I don't know. It's 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 not something that I would die on a hill on. If somebody wanted to point out to me, yes, it does, and here's why. I, I could buy that it had. But those only the very bottom guys come to mind for me. How about you, Zooks? Yeah, I think and I think in general, um, they've done a really good job navigating this. And we've pointed out a couple times throughout the weeks that other than Dragon, other than other than Danielson, the guys are coming in and and, and and matching up with fresh talent where we are, you know, yeah. and, and even the established guys, the established stars have been it, very clearly it's established guy versus a guy you don't really know. That is that is the matchup almost every single time this this comes in. Um, so I don't know. There hasn't been anybody that has really jumped out to me that I've been like, where the hell did that guy go? If anything, and, and this isn't. This isn't so much a um, he's been hurt by this, but I think he's sort of willingly with with the different things that are happening in his life has taken sort of a a bit of a step back from being the guy carrying the show, and that's Mox. He's obviously still mm. being used. He's mm -hmm. in matches, but he's sort of since they've been here, he's sort of been in a six man. He's been yep. in an eight man. He's been sort of the guy that comes out, and you're happy to see him still cutting great backstage promos. But he, you know, it's sort of been. Um, He's going. He did the New Japan dads for a little bit. He hasn't as much had to carry the flag of the show. He, obviously, he's had a kid. Obviously, there's a of ton of shit going on in his life, and it's not because of the stars. But he's sort of the only guy that, like, before this, it was like week in, week out. What is Mo who is Mox going yeah. to carry this week? What's Mox going to do this week to to save this show halfway through? To, to John Moxley saved the empty arena era. Hundred like, percent. So he just did. So it's like it's. I feel like my answer isn't in the spirit of the question because like it, he hasn't really been hurt by it. But I think I think it also to me sort of points out how what a good job they've done of it. And Eric does point out those arrivals also coincide with the beginning of Rampage. So there's been an extra hour. Oh yeah, TV with that's all a good those point. Guys too. coming in. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing we didn't bring up. Yeah, that extra hour obviously makes a difference too. And on two hours or on two weeks, two hours. Uh, is anybody going to tip chat for his question? It's right there on the tweet. Yeah, there is a tip option. <laughs> yeah, my browser gives the option to to tip on tweets. Good, so good for you. Are, 
I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Zoobs, your tweets are so good, I would pay for them. And I recommend following the Zoobs at the <laughs> underscore Zoobs on Twitter, as well as you're here for the first time, not following our Twitter account, wrestling underscore brain. It's just me tweeting, and one day it's going to have more followers than me. Uh, which, it's a crisis. It's like, well, okay, I'll stop tweeting about wrestling on my personal account. Hopefully it, it grows bigger than all of us, I'll say. Um, speaking of a big account, here's Chris Walder, verified from Walder That's Sports. That's a huge account. We love Chris around these parts. Absolutely. Uh, always so kind to us. He asked, when, inev- when AEW inevitably does a show in Toronto, we can do Vancouver too if you'd like, what would the Toronto main event of the show be? I like this question. Oh, interesting. It's a really nice question because uh, AEW has done a very good job in the last little bit of uh, hometown means something to these stars. So I will tell you, I'll go first as a Ontarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our I think your Toronto main event is Christian wrestling for the TNT title. I think you give you give us Christian mm. versus Sammy, or maybe you have a maybe you have uh maybe 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 you have I guess maybe you have Kenny, but I don't know that he's really a Kenny doesn't strike me as a Toronto guy. Like he's not really. I know he's a Winnipeg guy, but like you know, or here's the great one is maybe you debut Steen there. Had uh, he had some oh. he had some big ROH matches in Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, but but for the roster as it currently is, I think your main event is is Christian uh, battling for the TNT title. Um, Jay Iggs says Steen versus Christian uh, again. Steen is Steen is. I know he's a, obviously a Quebec guy, but he had uh, his sort of ascension in ROH. One of his biggest nights was in Toronto, so I I do see that. But again, using what we have for uh, who is on the roster currently. Owen Cup Finals is a good pick. Uh, Christian, mm. Maybe Christian gets Adam Cole is from Good Friend Jake. That's not bad. So what I would do is I would retreat back. So this is presumably the first Canadian show too, right? Yes. So we want to make a splash. We want to come to Canada with something Canada-specific, but is blockbuster. And I think we're going back to the well, but we're flipping the alignments, which is something I love to do in wrestling. We're doing Alpha Omega 3. Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, the battle for Winnipeg, the battle for Canadian dominance. Chris Jericho returning home. Kenny Omega coming back. A, a storied rivalry, though the rivalry that started AEW is finishing on Canadian soil between two Canadians. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho 3. And I don't want to hear, oh, it wouldn't be good. That crowd would be so in the palms of these guys that... Chris Jericho slapping on a lion tamer and resting for five minutes would would get raucous applause. So don't want to hear it. Fast uh, Dave points and Kenny out, Omega's there. Fast Dave points out Ethan Page again. I'm sure Page will be. I don't know that he would be in the main event, but maybe yeah, Christian I, against maybe maybe it's Christian against Page. If you don't want to go as big as you did, but I love your idea way more than mine. You can't headline a pay per view with Christian Cage. No, versus I'm sure it would be a dynamite. Ego. It would be it would be a dynamite. But your point remains. Uh, anything for Vancouver specifically before we. Maybe that's where you debut O'Reilly whenever you want to do with it. Yeah, a, a red dragon, uh, you know, fish needs to be saved and O'Reilly runs out in Vancouver. If you were ever to have the forbidden door open a little, oh, you know, okay, I know what I'd do. If you were ever going to have the forbidden door open this wide, Kenny Omega needs help. Mm. He's been battered down. Jay White is there. Bullet Club is splintering and he's got Tamatanga. He's got Rocky Romero and he's here to fuck up. These bullshit artists. They're in Vancouver. The lights go out. <laughs> Headbanga, El Fantasmo, Vancouver's champion, comes to support his Bullet Club leader, Kenny Omega, uh, in Vancouver. That would that would tear the place down. Love it. Uh, Tyler Breeze debut is a pick from Ashton Kutcher, which I love. Gumby saying, I think Omega could have a good match with a brick wall. Free Jericho at this point. I agree <laughs> with you, Gumby. That's a good point by them. <laughs> 
Uh, Tyler okay. Breeze debut, yeah, that would get that would be big here too. Let's let's switch gears here. We'll we'll go back to the mailbag questions in a minute. Let's let's throw a segment at the folks. Where do you want oh. where do you want to start with right here? Soobs, I'm going to leave it in your capable. Why don't we ask the chat? You can have keep it or kick it. You can have push book Barry, or you can have that doesn't work for me, brother. Right now, the first one to get three votes, we do. Love that push book Barry. That doesn't work for me. And keep it or kick it. People like people want push book Barry pretty quick here. Wow. I mean, listen, I'm not going to break. They're they're yeah, they're all I mean, both of our ideas. You know, Kiyoki used to <laughs> sort of carry this channel. People, you know what? Ways, people, you know. people spoiled on Kiyoki. Yeah, yeah, maybe that people... they get it three three times a show. They get it during the week. Ah, old hat. And they don't they don't recognize the quality of these prompts being thrown out. And how predictive they end up being, as well as uh, compelling conversation. I mean, Ki Kiyoki getting buried here. But it's oh, time okay. for Pushbook Barry Zoobs, a segment that is my favorite, so I'm happy to get to it. Do you want to explain to the people how we play Pushbook Barry? Yeah, we're going to bring in the third chair of the show. We're going to bring in Tony Khan uh, quickly to join us. Thanks, Tone. Uh, thanks, Tone, for making the time. As always, uh, absolutely love having Tony on the show to get the advice of the Brainiacs. Pushbook Barry, very, very simple. Maybe you played it as a kid. You played Fuck, Mary Kill. Maybe you, however you want to call it. I'm going to give you three items, three items that are loosely affiliated in some way. You're going to say to one of them, push that to the top of the card. Make it the main event. Give me the T-shirts. Put it on the posters. Put it on the truck. Put it on the commercials. Put it in a music video. Give me all of that that you possibly have. You're going to take one item and you're going to say, book it. I want it on the show. I want to see it every week. Maybe if a cool shirt comes out, eh, whatever. Doesn't need to be my whole life. And one thing you say, get this off my screen. Put it on dark. Put it on elevation. Put it on impact. I don't want it in my viewing world. Bury that to the bottom of the card. Does everybody understand push book bury? Sorry, Zoobs. I was sending out the tweet saying we're playing this. What's the rules to this damn game again? No, I'm kidding, yeah, Zoobs. I understand the rules. I uh, I said Tony Khan joins us, and uh, I don't want to pretend that I wasn't looking at my Twitter feed there for a moment. Alfonso Davies buries another one. Canada's in the lead. Well, let's go. Ooh, uh, Canada. Um, start off. I'm going to start off with uh, we've, we've seen three different companies in the history of AEW bring their main title to the show and have oh. somebody on the AEW show either fight for it or win it. Over the course of the time of the show, the NWA World's Championship, Impact World Championship, and the AAA Grand Championship have all been held by members of the AEW roster while employed for AEW. I guess you could, Cody, not really, but you get the chance. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am asking you, my friend. Those three titles are presented to you, and you are to go to Tony and say, listen, we've got, we got these three titles. All three of these companies want to do another circuit. Which one do we make them? Which, which one do you push? Which one do you book? And which one do you say, ah, no, thank you? Impact World Championship, the AAA Grand Championship, and the NWA World's Championship. Well, Zoobs, you know I'm a massive fan of uh, not only Tim Storm, but that initial uh, purchase and relaunch of the NWA when Billy Corgan gets ousted out of TNA. He's like, fine, I'll buy literally the NWA then, which there's just like a book or a podcast to be done examining that period of time in wrestling that maybe I should do it. But, but somebody's, I mean, it was <laughs> madness. Um, but I am one of these people who not only thinks the NWA World Heavyweight title, the belt itself is the nicest looking professional belt that we've ever had. I still think Harley Race Ric Flair, Terry Funk. I remember when being the champion was something that guys didn't always want to do. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a, if you were the NWA world's heavyweight champion, you were on the road year round defending that thing for 40 minutes, making their local guy, no matter how good he was, elevate to your level. A hard life, but one that I deeply respect. And I would love if that belt was, you know, not only brought into relevancy, but treated with importance. I'm not saying this should be equivalent to the AW World Heavyweight title, but if you put it on television, say it was the Rampage belt in some instances, I suppose that's sort of the TNT one, but your mid-card belt on whichever show the world's title was a constant uh, in, you could feature this as your main event belt on the show. So I'm pushing the NWA title. I'm booking the AAA title because you have enough people on the roster that could make that belt seem important. Enough people that I associate with the Fed, be it the Lucha Brothers, be it Laredo Kid who's popped up, uh, Kenny Omega, of course, has held that title. There's a scene that I associate with it enough that it could feel more relevant than it does. And I have no interest in whatever the third one you said was. <laughs> Usually on, on Push But Barry, one of them is fairly easy to put, put with you. Uh, I am with you. I love this game. I'm with you on this. I think... I would love to see the NWA World's Championship become part of the show in like sort of the way you said it. I, I would like it to feel different in yes. the way that the Impact title didn't really feel different for me, other than that Impact guys fought for it. I would love it if um, I'll use sort of an example it, that it has sort of the feel of the ROH Pure Championship, where it was, was like just about to ask the NWA Worlds is for the best wrestling. That's to me, that's the belt that Dan, that Brian Danielson should care about, right? He should be like, before uh, I retire, yeah. I want to be the Worlds Championship. I don't care about AEW, brand new, cool to fight Kenny, but I, if I want to win a belt, I want that one. I want I want the Harley Race belt. You know what I mean? I think that should matter, and there should be a type of guy in Cody. For all the slack that he gets lately, when when this company mm-hmm. was first starting, he got that over, and he made that made sense to me. He made that make sense. To, hey, listen, man, my dad was NWA World's Champion. I understand mm-hmm. that this belt is not just a belt. We we can't just have Aubrey take the fabric off and here's the new belt that matters. This belt is bigger than us. It's bigger than AEW. It's bigger than all this. Uh, I really think this should be the the work rate belt, and, and I, I would love it if it was bigger and, and a part of the show. And, of course, I, I'm right with you, Book. Give me that trip. Give me the triple A. Give me, give me guys that are a little different style. Give me some of that you know WCW mid-card where a guy, Ultimo Dragon, shows up. And you're like, oh, shit, Ultimo Dragon against Andrade? F- why not? Fucking let's do it. You know what I mean? Let's you go. Get those. You get, you get a, a month or a week where it's luchador action and it's completely different from what you're seeing. And I don't care if I ever see anything impact on it on the show again. <laughs> Zooms, let me just throw a question right back to you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. You were talking about the the way you would book the NWA belt on the, the show, and I was loving what you were saying, and you compared it to the Ring of Honor pure title, and it got me thinking, in this fantasy situation where this is happening, would you go so far as with the NWA title to put, like, a rule set around the matches where it's defended, uh, be it, you know, like the pure title is? Or yeah. would you say it's just sort of implied? I, I would, I would, you know... The beauty of this thing is you can sort of decide beforehand if you want to make those rule sets explicit or just have them in place and be like, this is how it's going to go. Just sort of, I, I think ideally you build – you just have that trust that when this belt's on the line, it's not run-ins and bullshit. It's not distractions. It's not it, – you know what I mean? It, it's a wrestling match. I, I think I think you can do that in a, in a, in a, in a way that um, you, you can even – if you wanted to say like the NWA – Council, they have like a rules book and stuff. You know what I mean? The NWA is is yes. presiding over this match. It's not an AEW match. It's an NWA match and have that feel different, much in the same way the U.S. title did. Uh, yeah. Closer to the arch saying Magnus and Trevor Murdoch as champions on the current NWA title. And I, I got to say, I just find that very reductive. Uh, I think Nick Aldis has 
carried that thing back to a level of relevance that calling him Magnus at this point feels ridiculous. Like that's, that's completely feels completely divorced from that. He he carries himself with a prestige that feels befitting of it to me. And dude, Trevor Murdoch, I just find deeply inspiring. This is just a guy who was never the guy. And now has a chance. He looks old school. I watched the match for the title. I thought it was a blast. Uh, happy to see those guys in, in a title scene. I think they both suit it. If, and, you, if you're uh, looking for that old school evocative feel, I feel like both those guys capture it great. And it gets me a step closer to what I believe is the correct reality, which is Dax Harwood as the NWA World Champion. Yeah, let's, it's all it's all a step it's done. Some people are some people are just born to be things, and he's born to be that. And the Zooms is born to be here on Wrestling Brain, and Dax Harwood was <laughs> born to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You're damn right about that, Zooms. Yeah, we got, I got two more for you here. Hit me. Uh, recently on the show on AEW Dynamite, uh, MJF in the middle of the ring cut a promo. We talked about it on this show as um, a bit of a landmark promo that was very explicit. And he said, mm-hmm. there are four pillars of the future of this company. It's me, it's Darby Allen, it's Jungle right. Boy, and it's Sammy Guevara. I ask you, my friends, with MJF out of the picture, we are not counting MJF because he was the one cutting the promo. His name in it, right. Of the three gentlemen he left, Darby, Jungle Man, and sand push book and bury those three gentlemen so to be clear zoobs this isn't me ranking my favorite one two three or who i think has the highest ceiling one two three it's i'm giving the pencil right now and mm-hmm. what are we doing here yep because i think of those people i love darby allen but i think he's doing great he feels more over than i think anybody thought he would be at this position he's in relevant storylines and I don't really like Sammy Guevara and he's holding a title and, you know, getting a push. I think the guy who needs attention here is Jungle Man, Jungle Jack Perry. The the will he, won't he with the, the elite. I mean, his allegiances with Christian Cage and Jungle Express aren't in question, but they come and go. It's four mans. It's three mans. It's tag matches. He's in solo matches all the time, be it for the, le- the lead title against Kenny Omega. While we want to see him in these spots, these are ineffective narratives we are either booking jungle man in a place of importance with jurassic express and giving these guys meaningful wins or we are turning him in luchasaurus we're buzzing his head we're turning him heel we're selling the dinosaur masks to the kids and we're giving him a push up the card as a heel uh so i push jungle man i book darby allen and i bury sam guevara i think you nailed it you can nail it i think i think uh, yeah, I think there's always a place for Darby on the show. I think he's a guy that we have seen uh, consistently get good matches out of people that we were sort of not sure about. I, I, I think, you know, he's done a lot of, of good work with a lot of different people, but I'm sort of in your camp where I think what he's doing right now is great and fine and doesn't need to be up, up, up. I think there's a really important place for him doing what he does. I thought the TNT title was perfect for him. And he was, was great with it. And he was excellent with it. Um, And I really do think Jungle Boy is is... You know, if he's everything that they seem to think that he is, and everything that he is supposed to be, um, you got to light that fire for him. You got to—I—I I think of the, the sort of shit, little Pillman feud they had that, that sort of fizzled out over two weeks. So that you know, yeah. that, I'd love to see that sort of test for Jungle Boy to see, let sure. him, let him really fire up, let him really get there. Let's let's really go. Give him that Jr. sit down where Jr. goes. Listen, man, I'm offended. He's crossing the line. He's talking about your dad, man. You're you're, you're like. This is some serious shit. Like, what are you going to do about it? I'd love to see him show that authentic fire because I think um, he has all the potential in the world and and is still, uh, you know, in that growth period. So I'm I'm, I'm into it. 
closer to the arch asking, do you see any of these guys getting really great on the mic? I do not. No, I don't either. Fast Dave 17 saying, no buzzing that head of hair. Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't want him to, and he's a bad guy. That's, that's exactly right. And finally, uh, oh, go, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just, oh, the last thing I was going to say here is uh, Jason saying, have him embrace his family, family lineage. Sideshow Jack Perry. Let's go. <laughs> and Jungle Book is clever. Uh, no doubt. Oh, yes. Yes. Very nice. Uh, final one. There's three gentlemen over the course of this show. We have, I think, never spoken ill of. Maybe, maybe we said, ah. Could have been better. But we have, since the beginning, since the dawn of AEW Dudes, we have been firmly and strongly and unwaveringly Team Taz. Day one. We love Team Taz. Yes, we do. It pains me very much, Josh, to ask you. Don't do it. To push, book, and bury three of the absolute studs of the Federation. Push, book, and bury Starks, Hobbs, Hook. Oh, people aren't going to like this one. People want to, if you want uh, to get, people are going to get banned over this one, I think. This is, yeah, this this is be, yeah, Maddie, get ready. <laughs> Maddie, reel him in. <laughs> so, I know that, aha, uh-huh, the show, we don't know how good Hook is. Okay? I love Powerhouse Hobbs. I look at Powerhouse Hobbs, that match he had with Punk, and I said, that, that can main event Dynamite. No problem. I am pushing powerhouse hobbs i'm afraid to say it must be push hobbs i, I agree with you you have to. oh okay i said it before, i said it after uh even the attack on punk i was like whoa i see it this guy this guy is glowering with the overall honest to god maybe more than anybody that was in the pillars conversation hobbs to me is like if you fuck that up you are not doing your job very well i would take hobbs over jungle man or sam i have to agree uh i'm booking hook because that's how we find out where he is we don't say (laughs) hook to the top of the card what do we do no 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 no. we say hook you're working cody you're working the punk man you're working the storytellers who can bring bring this guy along even if he's not the best workers we can get him somewhere you 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 push him it's like you got ray phoenix telling him in spanish the 600 moves he's gonna do there's like he's like he's gonna start playing or tussle his hair i mean that's not a spot to ray phoenix uh so you book hook and it pains me to say it, but you bury absolute the Starks man, Ricky Starks. Uh, the, by design, Pushbook and Barry is supposed to get harder with every question. I think we accomplished that today. Uh, breaks my heart to have to do that. But I, I listen three for three. I agree with you. All, I agree with you on all three. Look to me, to me, Hobbs is the is the guy. Like oh, and as you said, over over Jungle Man, over Sam, I have him in terms of future potential to be a top draw, to be a number one star. That's right. He is in rarefied air with the I young agree. talent on this show. He has it all. Eric points out he was on the AEW pod and is really good on the mic. Mm. Uh, I think he brings an authentic intensity. I think he's a guy that I would not be surprised. Uh, I would not be surprised if... They turn him face to great to great acclaim. I think I think he's got a, a complete package of of skill sets. And uh, you can't buy and you can't fake believability. Yeah. And Powerhouse Hobbs gets to walk around that with his pockets full of it. That's just the way she goes. And book the hook. I got to see. I got. I got. Don't talk to me until I've had my hook. Got to have my hook. Scoots Roto saying he never heard the prompt. Well, it was the members of Team Taz. Scoots, push book Barry, hook Powerhouse, and the Starks man. Beautiful. And that is another edition of Push Book Barry. I love that segment. Thank you, Tony Khan, for joining us. Third chair. Thanks, Tony. You know, 
he he takes that down. He he used, there's the photo of him with the Jaguars game, and you you can see he had written out the card for the coming pay per view. He you know he, he listens, he watches. Uh, Tony Khan's one of these guys who lives by two ears, one mouth. You know, like me and the Zoobs. Less talk, more listen. He he loves the show. Let's just just say what like let's just say what it is. He loves the show. He loves the show. Uh, we move on to the mailbag. Matty Mac putting scoots in timeout. That's fine by me. If the scoots fans being a little pest, you 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 Matty, you you run you run the show. Uh, back to the tweets. Ryan Lambert, who's been on the show, asks us, how can AEW solve the problem of A, having high-quality matches every week, B, giving everyone the TV time they deserve, and C, also building a women's division? How can you do all three? I think, aren't they doing it? I mean, I, 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 my reaction was uh, what they're, they're nailing it. Oh, while hopefully not having six or eight-man tag team match every week. Oh, okay. I, I you know... Sure. No, I, I get that. Listen, if you, I think people would be surprised. If you look at my match list, you would be shocked at how few tag team you know versus tag team you know matches happen in AEW. Or maybe look, think through the Rolodex of your minds for when the last ones you can recall are. Now I won't pull up my sheet. Oh, I might, should I pull up my sheet? Sure. I, I'll, I'll, while you're doing that, I get the spirit of what he's asking here, right? Because uh, I've said a couple times that as entertaining as the six and eight man matches are, sometimes they can feel a little house show where everyone's coming out and waving. And, and, and your, you know, your biggest complaint is it was a good match, but right. I, I think there is some fear of that, but something that I think has, has been done fairly well. And I think hangman is an example of this is not everyone needs the TV time every single week. We don't, we don't need, yes. that's, that's been a strength. And, and, and I think it's something that um works in their favor is when guys are allowed to take time off when guys are allowed to build through absence when absence makes the heart grow when you go oh cool he's back I, so i think i think i i totally understand what what we're trying to get at here you know i think the key to all this always for me is story right we used to say many times why is a lot of times more important than the what um almost every time just having great singles matches every week is is good and it's a great formula but um you know, for me, this isn't. I, I don't have. I'm not. I don't have any complaints of this nature about the show. I'm, I, I haven't. We talked about uh, the first question. Or the question from Ryan was like, "Has anybody really been suffering?" And I was like, "Not really." Like they, they, they've added a whole, basically a whole division of talent, and it hasn't really suffered. That you could add. I guess you know, you could add a women's match into the place where you have some of those uh, six man things. But I, I would agree that to me, this is almost. Um, looking for an issue versus like responding to an issue that currently exists. If the issue is there should be less multi-man tags on dynamite, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like. I don't think it's exactly dovetails with the question. I don't think they're doing that in an effort to get more women over or to build stars and not take away. I just think they're trying to get everybody on TV. Yeah. Um, um, the orbit oclast. Nice point I like. The angst about not enough TV time is a little New York PTSD. I would agree with that. I I agree. I think, you know, Hangman's pop wasn't smaller because he's because he's been away for six weeks. People are like, who's Hangman? All these new guys are here. Brains in the guy? chat for Orbit class. That's that's that makes a lot of sense to me. Um get a GWGI as well. So yeah, you know, I, I basically I think I am sort of of the it's not really broke, don't fix it. There has been some multi-man tags, but they've also done a good job of we have some bigger stables now where it makes sense. It makes sense that the elite would 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 want to use their strength in numbers and and use their comfort to take down teams that are sort of being thrown together. Um, yeah, you know, it, 
it, it's it's certainly not a New Japan undercard where where it's you're you're sitting through fucking right. an, an hour and a half of tag matches that you know That's don't nowhere matter. near as good as those. <laughs> anyway. You don't want to see the God in Suzuki lock up for thirty seconds in the the middle, you know, Kanemaru's around and that sort of no. Anyway, next question takes is, all kinds, I guess. Is from one of our own, Sick Nick, you can see on oh. Fridays. Uh, a question similar to one that I've sort of posed. I like the way he's putting it. Who is the first AEW star to go the opposite way through the Forbidden Door towards New Japan? Mox and Jericho mm-hmm. excluded, of course. Who would you like to see make that jump uh, to the Land of the Rising Sun? Well, is is Kenny excluded? I mean, listen, I would love to see fucking Kenny go back over there. Don't get me. Don't get me. Don't, come on. There's nothing I want more. They, they the said no. He said no. Mox, no Jericho. Yeah. But if I can say Kenny, Kenny. Right. Uh, Danielson. The, the, listen, you know he's absolutely itching for it. You know that's part of why he's here. Yeah. Uh, um, who would you want? Who would I, who would I really, truly want? Um, say you can drop them in, not even the G1. You can just drop them into like a two-pay-per-view feud with whoever you want in Japan. Listen, and maybe the, I would love to see... Again, we could we could do the cheat answers, right? We, we'd love to see Punk over there. We just talked about it. I would love, love, love to see Powerhouse Hobbs go over there. Learn to learn to really wreck some shit. Learn to really slap some guys around. Learn to go really, hang out with Cobb and Shingo. Learn to really be like, hey man, you want to be a power guy? Here's how you become the power guy. Here's how you get over with an audience that doesn't Great know call. exactly what you're saying. Here's how you play to the back row. Here's how you really, you know. Fucking put that work in and, and smash some fucking guys around. So when you come over, when you come back from that, and your music hits, like, oh, fuck. Here Hobbs. he comes. Oh, fuck, it's Hobbs. Shit's about to fucking get fucked up. Like, I think that... Love that. And listen, maybe I'm, maybe I'm... Maybe it's a very high Hobbs episode for me, but I think he's a guy. And listen, obviously Kenny, obviously Hangman, obviously Punk, obviously Danielson. I think those are easy picks, and, and they're not wrong picks, but... I would love to see a guy go over there and really use that as a learning and a growth versus a versus a dream match sort of thing, right? Also, like, I just don't feel the need for punk in Japan. Like, why are we going to send CM Punk to somewhere that doesn't speak English? Yeah. Like, I listen. Do I want to see Okada versus CM Punk? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind laying eyes <laughs> on that one, you know. But in the scheme of things, uh, I like those answers a lot more. Darby Allen in the Battle of the Super Juniors, uh, things sure. where somebody's learning. And then get, I mean, Hiromu versus Darby. That's that's must watch. Wake up in the middle of the night for anybody. So there's some answers for you from our own sick Nick. And once again, catch him and Paul doing this after Rampage. Who Tony may guest on our show, but he clearly prefers Fridays. <laughs> given them, well, he he, he can't. He, he he's you know busy on Friday. He's he's watching right. our show this day. Well, that, so he can okay, come in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Ashton saying Penta versus the Great Ocon. Uh, you might be pick. pitching that to the exact right guy. Penta's the last guy pick, on earth yeah. who loves the great Ocon. Uh, so it comes from James Gleason. Will there be AEW in Canada? Yes, there will. All right. What's question. the question? Will there be AEW in Canada? Yes. For sure. 100%. I, I, I get, a long time ago, I got to do a phone interview with uh, Sean Spears. Uh, I got to do an interview with him for a podcast. <laughs> did you? I did, yes. He was talking about Spears. Can't. Here's the thing. He's actually he's a super nice guy. He gave me plenty of <laughs> yeah, time. Okay. He was very honest and very kind with me. Which is why it's so funny that we do Spears yeah. Can like a month later. <laughs> anyway, um, he this was right. This was a couple months before the pandemic. He was like, "I can't tell you, but like we are, 
100% there's a Canada pay-per-view coming up in the next year. Like, it, it was basically it was basically booked. They just the, – things, you know. Yeah. Up. Absolutely, we're going to see it. I would assume some point in 2022 we're going to have an AEW yeah. show in Toronto. We'll probably have one in Vancouver. I think we'll probably have one in Montreal. Like, there's some great wrestling houses across this country. That you want to debut Steen somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, there's there's so many good wrestling. Winnipeg. Like, you don't think they're going to do a Winnipeg show? They would. They I think they're. Gonna, I think they're going to do a Winnipeg show. They have. They got Cal. They're, they're from Winnipeg. You idiot. Yeah. So I think. I think. I think we're going to see Calgary. I, I, think, I think we're going to see. Like, listen, buddy. There's money to be made. If there's money to be made, they're going to come and get it. Like, it's not that complicated. Fucking ROH and New saying. Japan did a show in Toronto. Like, <laughs> AEW is coming. <laughs> yes. Don't be absurd. Uh, this one's from Matt, the Iraq War liker. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, <laughs> the Fiend, Hulk Hogan, and Marco stunt. <laughs> I love this one. Kill Hulk Hogan, f- full stop. Don't even need to think about it. <laughs> you want to be the guy who killed Hogan? Easily. Are you kidding? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, okay, so I, I, yeah, I kill, I kill Hulk Hogan. Part of me wants to uh, to fuck him too because I think he'd hate it, you know. So there's, there's, <laughs> like, I might be willing to take one, you know. I, I'd be, willing, <sighs> I want the worst for this guy. Yeah. And you're you're saying killing him is almost too kind. I think if you ask Hulk Hogan, would you rather Josh Custodio fuck you or kill you? He there's did. a discussion. He might want to die. Um. And again, but again, listen, you might not survive fucking the fiend. Yeah, that's true. And and you go, you probably can't kill the fiend. To be frank with you, let him in. Yeah, I will let him in to to bed. <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, I, you might have the night of your life. Also, that's. <laughs> Yeah, who's letting who in? You know? It's fuck fiend, Mary Marco, kill Hogan. I'm afraid to say. This is why I this think, is why we did push book Barry because I think I'm still. I think I'm, I'm fucking you're, Hogan. You married the? Oh yeah, okay. Killing Marco and marrying the fiend. No, I guess you have to marry Marco. He's the only. I think I you're married. Only married to the fiend. Well, you got to think that after you know you've been in a relationship before. After, I still after, am yeah, right now. After six months, like it's not the same person that it was in the beginning, yeah. right? You, he would be on the couch. You'd be quiet. Yeah. You'd be sitting in you're silence. You're saying six months in, it's just like watching Survivor with the feet. He, he comes out. He's doing the backwards crawl. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we watching heels or what? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need to be hurt or healed. Just, yeah. just, just heels. Just heels. Heat, up, heat up the leftovers. Let's go. Uh, uh, Eric has been Josh pilled now cheering for the Marco stunt Paul White tag team, which I appreciate. Uh, next next question. I love this one. It's from Mike Noble. Uh, who is the non AEW breakout star of 2021? I'm going to let you go first because mm-hmm. I've had this. I'm, I have my answer ready, and um, I feel like it might. I want to make sure it comes off correctly, so I want you to go first. Who's your non AEW mm-hmm. breakout star of 2021? Do you want preamble or do you want the name? You listen. I would never stop you from preambling. The year can be viewed as a couple things, but most of them are AEW arrivals in terms of your your big news stories at the end of the year, the tipping of the scales. So this question, on its face, involves some sort of breaking out. This can't be a Roman Reigns year. This can't be a Drew McIntyre year. And if AEW's taken off the table, it's MDK all fucking day. Nick Gage has gone from out-of-jail convict Nick Gage Invitational to a 500-seater being the top of it 
to featured on Vice's Dark Side of the t- Ring, to wrestling a death match on AEW Dynamite to Chris Jericho and getting MDK chance during it. You talk about a breakthrough. You talk about an overnight success two decades in the making. It's the god of this shit. Nick Gage, for sure, for me, your, your breakout of 2020, 2020. Rest in peace, Justice Payne. Rest in peace, Big Nate Hatred. Free my boy 2-6. Eastern Block Hate Club. It's MDK. Who you got, Zeus? So fucking mad you stole my answer, man. No! I thought I thought I was going to Why'd you let me go first? Because there's no way in fucking hell I thought you'd pick Nick Gage. You didn't think I would pick Nick Gage? I thought, I thought, I, I thought, and I thought the general rationale would be that you already loved Nick Gage, so it's it wasn't mm. nothing new happened. You, you were just happy that he became more popular. Whereas for me, I see Nick Gage went from like this guy that I heard about and never saw to like completely undeniable in every way, a, it, an absolute master of a certain art form. Somebody that was able to show up on a show that some months prior it would have been like, who the fuck is this? To like. Every single person in the building is losing their mind. Twitter is going nuts. As you said, he has a documentary outlining his thing. Uh, Mox is showing up to fight him. He's, he, you could, people picked Matt Cardona in the chat. Matt Cardona existed because Nick Gage was, was nuclear. If, if Matt Cardona just showing up in GCW isn't it, unless he's showing up to fuck over Nick Gage. It's, it's all Nick Gage. Uh, at Nick, to me, to me, it wasn't particularly close, and obviously not if you picked him too. Damn, I thought I was doing something by letting you go first, and I would be like, Josh, it's Nick Gage, but fuck me, it's obviously Nick Gage, hundred percent. Bianca Belair is, sounds to Bianca me, Belair is a good pick too. I'll say. It sounds to me like the god of this shit uh, himself might have been right. The Zoobs yeah. is gang affiliated. Okay, <laughs> don't take my word for it. Yeah, <laughs> can we play that? Can we play that tonight? If I if I sent you the tweet, yeah, dig it up. Gage Canyon, can we play it? I took it out. Of, it's not in the layout anymore. I just checked. I checked while you were talking, so I could do it. Um, is the chat is the chat down to watch it? I, I'm definitely down. Of course, if the chat is. Uh, move on to the next question. Uh, ben Simmons updates. It looks real. Our guy Floob asks us. Merch questions. Number one, what's the best wrestling merch you came so close to pulling the trigger on and ultimately deleted it from your cart? And secondly, how long is it going to take us to get DWL uh, merch? Go backwards. I cannot fucking believe that Michael Malley and uh, and Stephen Amell, those two brilliant guys that bring us this show, didn't anticipate that they would be able to sell T-shirts like fucking hotcakes if they just. Do you have any idea how quickly how I would buy how quickly I would buy a fucking Wild Bill shirt? immediately it would be in my house already i'd be wearing it right now <laughs> express shipping extra 3.99 for my boy the zooms and i did twitter dm you the nick gage video uh yeah we need dwl merch there isn't even like bootleg dwl merch like i went looking for yeah. it yeah and, like, and should i make this ashton kutcher says did you see the wild bill shirt on the finale yes i did and i was yeah, like sell it i tweeted it to the show i was like give me that shirt yesterday what are you doing please uh should be obvious shittier shows than this have merch and they're not built around companies that have merch as a huge part of their revenue stream anyway so i think that's coming uh very excited for that i i'm that'll be the next piece i do buy and to answer your first question i only have one answer to this i almost bought uh a uh walter the ring general shirt oh yeah because it was it wasn't black and it wasn't an ugly design or a face, just a yeah. beautiful script, ring general with with a, with I think a couple stars. 
And uh, Blake bought it first, and I was like, eh, "Blake's gonna look better than this and wear it in bigger spots than I will." Yeah, <laughs> Blake's wearing something like God for you know. He posts a picture of himself yeah. in it, and a guy like you or I, mere mortals, we we, we got to you know feast That's our eyes idiot. on God yeah. wearing the same. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Zoobs, I'm sort of the opposite end of the polarity from you. Uh, a giant portion of my wardrobe is wrestling t-shirts. <laughs> uh, I love to wear them. Uh, I think I look good in them. But in terms of something that I've been right on the verge of buying and then didn't buy, it's an impossible to answer question. Like my boredom time during the day is looking at wrestling merch to buy. It is countless times, but one that I missed out on, shall we say, is uh, the bootlegger. Do you guys all know Bad Street USA? Great wrestling bootlegger. They did a take on Dr. Dre's The Chronic album mm. cover. So you all know that with, with Dre yep. in the middle, the white and gold. But it was RVD in the middle, white T-shirt with the gold border, and it was RVD in the Dr. Dre spot. And I forget what it said, but it said like some art, you know, whole effing show or something where it would say the Chronic. And I, I think about that shirt sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have gotten that. Should have pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, but you know how it is in Canada, Zooms. You, you up, it's like, oh, this will be, you know, it's twenty four dollars. I'll buy this shirt. And then it's like, by the time it's to Canadian and then shipping, it's like, well, this might be here in three months, and it's sixty dollars. And you go. Like, and that wrestler sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gumby said, "Gumby said I almost bought the the champion's queer Effie shirt this weekend, but That's had to use the money one. to gamble instead. Very nice. I wanted. The I wrestling. no longer have that money. <laughs> I wanted the the the, the one tie dye wrestling is gay shirt. I thought was really cool. I was like, I'd love, I'd, love, I'd buy that on the on this show on the air. Absolutely. Uh, I regret my uh, that my El Fantasmo trans right shirt just has holes in it. I would buy that shirt again." It yeah. was just the LP face with the trans flag, and I uh, that shirt's just been worn to hell by me. So that that would be one that if you sold again, something I missed out on. And a, a quick aside on Effie, um, mm. I had only I had basically known Effie through web presence and like Twitch, and, uh, and then I flipped on a, a GCW. Like no one told me he's fucking enormous too. Yeah, he like, looks like a star like, on the Indies. He's like in, a New York, like six foot five. Like what the? Yeah, I, I used to, leaned out, but he's it's recent. He's gotten like yoked and leaned out recently. He looks amazing. massive. I was I I expected just to be a classic indie size, like five ten, one eighty. No, dude, why is this guy not on fucking television? Enormous. Well, if you watched the the GCW announcement in Hammerstein Ballroom, the phenomenal. Did you see this video, Zoobs? Their announcement for running the Hammerstein. Phenomenal piece of business, which I would consider watching on here too, if we've got the time later. Uh, but they have each person who's going to be on the card over doing a narration to themselves, saying all the things they were told, all the reasons that they didn't belong anywhere else. And Effie's was that he was too gay, that he was turned away for. It's like it's just too gay, and uh, so yeah, that might be the reason why you haven't seen this this guy featured because amazing promo, good wrestler, great look. No, no reason not to. Uh. Gumby says, Effie will famously not sign a TV contract unless they give him a crazy amount of money. Fair enough. Hell, there's someone who understands the biz. Yeah. Uh, a quick one here from uh, Rob Station, El Rizzi. When do orgs stop flirting with these I am the darkness dudes and just fully bring back Papa Shango vomit cursing people and lighting your clothes on fire with his mind? I think this is sort of that people are going, people are going halfway, halfway crooks here. Like Al or Malachi Black sort of being not quite supernatural. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think when you get uh, Window Retotum, whenever he's shown up mm -hmm. in Impact, I think you're going to get that on maximum. Now, in terms of to AEW, 
I'm not so sure. I like that stuff more than most, but I get the sense the modern audience doesn't especially like it. Zoops, can I get you to weigh in? Do you like like true supernatural in wrestling, or is that not really a place for you? And I'll ask the chat that as well. I'll say this: it's very hard to do modern. It's very hard to do in modern. It, it's just that the television quality is really high. It the it's not like it was where it's like you're taped in a sound studio. It, like it, you're in front of huge live crowds. If and and another big thing, which is unfortunate is it, the place we're in now, the day and age, if one thing goes wrong and it doesn't look as good as it should, people are instantly like, oh, this is fucking dumb. Fuck this, yeah. The, the fucking exploding barbed wire death match, the ending explosion wasn't big enough and people were like, that sucked. Like, that's yeah, fucking a okay. phenomenal match before it. Half an hour of suspense and thrills. Holding and things, your breath for 10 Things we've time. never seen and the very end, we're like, ah, dud. So it's really, it's a tightrope. It has to be executed basically perfectly and it's just – I just – most people think it's not worth the squeeze right now, and I, I can't blame them. Again, uh, we talked about this before Ali Black showed up. It's like I don't – it's not my favorite thing in, yeah. in wrestling because it sort of forces everyone else into this reality that maybe they don't fit well into. Like there are people in feuds where it makes a ton of sense and it works a lot, and then there are certain guys where it's like – all it takes is one guy to no sell it or to be like, well, that's dumb. And it, I mean, and then and then anybody who did fall for it looks stupid, right? Yeah, you all have to be adhering to the rules that the supernatural character sets up. And without that understanding by everybody, including the booker, it's never going to work. I agree with Danny DeRocha saying that it's harder to do now, for sure. 100%. But somewhere that I think it has a lot of legs, I don't know how familiar you were with the chat Arzus, but Leo Rush did a character mostly in GCW, but some of the indies where he was the black heart mm -hmm. and he was painted vein and white lines. And he changed his move set to be a little bit more like vicious and hard hitting, but still us in the high flying stuff. I just, a high flying supernatural character is something that I feel is untread ground in wrestling, which is pretty rare to find. And I'd really like to see a return to that from Leo Rush. So maybe then could be an answer. To hey, DeRocca says it's, it's great when you get the undertaker and crap, when you get Mordecai undertaker had to become a fucking biker for like, <laughs> Almost a decade because people and were like, and people were like, this is stupid. Like people eventually we got to the modern era and they were like, eh, Stone Cold's not going to get possessed and like it's not going to happen. Like you, you can only bury him alive so many times. The, the, I, another problem with those storylines, and this is probably what, what the Fiend had to continue really reinvent himself, is once somebody beats that guy and kills that curse – well, then what are we doing here? It's, it's yeah. really – it's a really difficult thing to paint somebody into, and I think Malachi Black currently is doing a good job. And, and, and to the nature of the question, maybe it's like, oh, he's only doing it half whatever. But like that's sort of where a real person who is interested in that would be grounded in. You would have this like I'm into the occult. I'm into voodoo. I'm into being intimidating and scary and I and the lights and I move in darkness. But like – it, it, would it be better if he poisoned Dante Martin this week and he threw up black bile, or do you want to see him just fucking kick the guy's head off? It has to be explained and it has to be consistent, but it can't be something that can never lose, right? It's what makes like the Bray Wyatt um, like recruiting character make a lot of sense. That his power is more in his influence than he can beat you up one to one. Yes. And think of how effective New Day was, or sorry, rather the Wyatt family was when Xavier Woods was selling how horrified he actually was of Bray Wyatt. So yeah, a lot of legs to what you're saying, Zoobs. Absolutely agree. And I think Ashton Kutcher nails it. You basically tell the crowd to believe it or it's your own problem for not coming on board. It's it, it again, it yeah. can work, but uh, it's you're asking a lot, and and again, it only takes one to really fall off. Uh, question from Danny Deroka. Would you prefer a trios tag title or intergender tag title? 
do I have to pick one or can I say neither? I would rather have neither, but yeah. Um, probably, probably the intergender, I guess. I think, I think it's a chance to elevate uh, somebody from the women's division that we've been hoping to do and, and maybe give them some shine moments. But in general, uh, I'm not hot on either one of those. Do you have the talent pool to support the TBS title, the world's women's championship, and an intergender title? Yeah, I would. I would have to get rid of the TBS championship to get that. Independent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. I don't really. Uh, I don't want either. I'll say the trios one. I guess, but yeah. I. I famously don't like those either. But I also just. I just don't think like I can name maybe eight women that I would consider the top of the card in the title hunt and a- across three titles, and you need a division around that. Like an intergender tag title means you have to have three women on tag team with guys. So, uh, we got one from Gumby. Uh, what's the I'll take the top two. Uh, what's the single best card you ever watched and the single worst card you've ever watched? It's so funny. I took these screenshots so long ago. It's like I'm seeing some of these for the first... Because they came in at once and it's like, oh, I think... So the best card I've ever watched is Wrestle Kingdom 12. Because I was there live and it was great. And so... I've told the story on the stream, so I won't belabor the point. But I thought I had way worse tickets than I did. My friend Mike Noble and I were just, like, showing the the ushers. And they're like, no, keep going, keep going. We, like, bought floor tickets and didn't know it. And, you know, so it was just a really marvelous day. And you, you get to see Alpha Omega and all this. So that's the best card I've ever seen. Uh, worst card I've ever seen is easy. Uh, once on my old podcast, uh, the co-host J-Mo and I, we watched one of the Saudi Arabia shows, mm. which was like six and a half hours. And we recorded the podcast about it. And then we had to do a Patreon episode because it was like the end of the month. And we watched King of the Ring 1995. Now, this was after watching a horrible card, recording an episode, and then watching, I think it was like three and a half hours. Is it, is it possible to pull up the King of the Ring 1995 card? Yeah, sure. I, I don't think people understand how bad this is. Mabel win this? What a memory, Zoobs! The only thing I remember about Mabel is that he won. Okay. It was, uh, when people are like, oh, this card's the worst card ever. Because there's like famous ones, right? It's like, oh, New Blood Rising. It's like, I reviewed that. New New Blood Rising, at least there's like things going on. Like, there's, there's like, it's way, way better to watch. Savio, Savio Vega beats Erwin R. Scheister. Uh, Savio Vega then beats... Uh, Yokozuna, the roadie beats Bob Hawley. Uh, Hama beats Shawn Michaels, or pardon me, in a draw, draws with Shawn Michaels. Abel <laughs> beats The Undertaker. Fabio Vega beats the roadie. Bret Hart beats Jerry Lawler in a kiss my foot match. Uh, <laughs> so Mabel funny. beats Savio Vega for the King of the Ring title, and Bam Bam Bigelow and Diesel <laughs> defeat Psycho Sid and, Tanak- and Tatanka. Does it say how long that final is? The the Mabel Savio Vega final? Eight and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Ashley Kutcher, who listened to that Patreon episode, for said you guys were like, "It's so obvious Mabel's gonna win." Look at the size of the robe. They're very- yeah, the very first thing in the pay per view. It's like here's the robe and crowd. They're gigantic. It's like. That Samuel Vega could live in that robe. <laughs> um, How about you, Zeus? Best or worst card? I, I best is probably I can't I, I I'm bad at this. I'm I'm really bad with this kind of memory. It sure. would have had to have been one of the one of the really prime takeovers. Um, yeah. I thought those were you know there was a time there where it was like it was literally just two hours of great wrestling. It was there was nothing else. Can't miss. Yeah, people um, don't remember this era. That's the best run. Any federation has ever had of pay-per-views. The best. 
No federation has ever done better than NXT in that from what Steen's title to, to Nakamura's maybe it gets a little shaky around Rudes, but there's just an era there where it's phenomenal. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that, maybe that takeover Brooklyn one might, might be the, might, might be the pick. That sure. Was, you know, if, if, if watches means I was there for it, it would have to be uh takeover Toronto. I thought was, that was a truly great night. Um, you know what? I think I think Brooklyn. I think take over Brooklyn. The first one you get Jushin Liger against Tyler Breeze opens. Oh right, uh, odd villains with blue pants beating Blake and Murphy, uh, Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin, Bailey defeating Sasha Banks and uh, Finn Balor against Kevin Owens. Maybe not, maybe not the strongest one, but uh, there were some. There were some. Unreal... I think I like it a little bit later than you, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great stuff there. What yeah, about, take what over about, New Orleans, uh, hey, Jeffrey. That's a great one. Yeah, take over New Orleans is, is a good pick. What am I looking at here? There's uh, take over Rival, one of the one of the early like you get Hideo Itami, Tyler Breeze, uh, Lucha Dragons, Balor against Neville. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sasha Banks beats Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey, and Kevin Owens defeats Sami Zayn off yeah. the top. Um, and worst one was uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. I remember that quite well. Oof. I was extremely depressed. I'd had a terrible day. I just found out I didn't get. My old job that I had I applied to get my old job back, tail between my legs, uh, sucking up the pride, saying, you know what? I tried a new thing and didn't like it. I'd love my old job back. And they were like, no. And then I went and watched fucking Greatest Royal Rumble, and it was so bad. And I'm like, glad you're still here. Jesus Christ. You know? I was like, this is fucking a really What about when thing. Titus fell, though? <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from that entire thing. <laughs> Uh, apologies, Gumby also had Book of Five match dream card, but I too much. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do it in one. It's a five man Okada gauntlet. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega, Pac, Andrade, John Moxley. Uh, our good friend Jake asked, could the current AEW or WWE roster stop Flight ninety three? Whichever, whichever flight. Mm. Jericho's on, baby. That that motherfucker's landed. Yeah, safely. game over, Jihad. Game over, baby. You get so the craziest, the craziest MFers in the, on the planet. The craziest mofos on the planet. Mofos. Those are fucking crazy mofos. Who's who's the toughest guy on the AW roster? Uh, I mean, it might be it might be the. Demo oh, it's got to be Jake Hager, I guess. Yeah, Jake Hager. Yeah. Yeah. Do those? Do I mean, those... are you cheering for the terrorists or Jake Hager in that fight? Yeah, <laughs> Taz. <laughs> this guy on the roster is Taz. Yeah, it might still be Taz. Well, hey, Taz <laughs> definitely thinks he is. That's, that's nobody, for sure. Nobody who says tough guy that often. Uh, Junior, oh, Anthony and Go-Go, yeah. Junior Dos Santos. Uh, oh, right. Sorry, hang on. Junior Dos Santos is on the roster. That count? Yeah, never mind. There aren't, there aren't four people at a time who Junior Dos Santos cannot dust up in that locker room. Uh, Aaron Anderson, pull the Glock out and spill your brains. Uh, Horse, Ma Horse Massacre, Torque Penderloin asks us, Walk me through how you'd introduce Punk to the main event scene. One for you, I think. So you got to continue subverting expectations. You got to put Punk in a position where everybody thinks this is the one he's going to lose, and then he wins. And people are like, do we like this? So I would build to him and MJF and consider a double turn in that moment. Because CM Punk is already planting seeds for him turning heel. Uh, MJF, while a thoroughbred heel, has a giant babyface run in him. 
And there's nothing better than a double turn done by two experts in pro wrestling. And they are literally as far in the polarity as you can get in either direction. So not only in a CM Punk win does he enter the title scene, you get his heel run, but you also get MJF in that loss, finding himself, becoming a babyface, and getting over in a different way. So that that's how I would do it. I like that. I I, I don't think as creatively as you do. So that's I, I'll, I'll love to hear that answer. Bro. I I am thinking is what you sort of have to have is somebody in the main event scene accidentally sort of runs afoul of him, right? Whereas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as of right now, the the elite very making a point to not talk about him or talk to him because they don't they would love to that never to cross. I think you have to have someone. Um, an underling, somebody smaller. Great idea. Uh, Gallows, even right. Gallows, yeah. some sort of cross. Well, and they have some history. Well, exactly. That's why I picked him. Not an accident. No. Wow. But this you guy, know, this guy Gallows deserves. makes it makes a comic. He's an idiot, right? He, he's a, the dumb joke guy. He accidentally says something he shouldn't have said, and Punk's like, "What, what was that?" Yo, interesting. What if I fucked your whole group up, right? And that's sort of is where it grows out of, and it, it sort of. What starts. if Gallo spilled a beer on him? Right, something like, exactly right, exactly doing the doing the jerk off motion, like yeah, being, yeah, being, being the elite, fucking idiot, right? Being a complete idiot, Punk's like, ooh, what if I ruin this for you? Well, and you remember how much you and I loved the dynamic of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley being believably cool, contrasted with uh, those guys, the Good Brothers, being just as lame as possible. And yeah, I think Punk would be able to expose that in a very similar way. Love that answer. Um, boy, I got a lot of it. Do uh, we have do we have tons? Left? We could save some. I mean, we don't need to gotta, you know, go through here. Uh, Anderson Dread. I'll keep them tighter from here on out. Asks us, how do you think AEW will be impacted by the move to TBS? Uh, frankly, I I don't know. Only because I don't we we don't watch it on TBS. I don't think it's changing here in Canada. So, do you have an answer to that? I don't. I don't have. Seems uh, like it's going to get bumped for hockey more often. Isn't the whole point of it? Isn't that's why it's going to TBS? So it doesn't. Get oh, bumped for right, because hockey? it's hockey's only on TNT. Well, I guess that then it won't yeah. be it won't be bumped by hockey anymore. Hopefully, it's more. Uh, hopefully, it's more. Yeah, I don't. No swears, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, really? Funny. It'll be funny now, right? Isn't, isn't TV? Isn't TBS the funny network? That's funny. Is that what? It's, 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 yeah, I, I think it like, says TBS. Yeah. That's funny. I think that's right. Uh, Jared Moore asked this: Do you want to see AEW lay off big signings now that they have Danielson, Cole, Punk? work with what they got this is one of those ones where somebody asked a question because they feel that way and they yeah. want us to agree absolutely fucking not are you serious like <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I, I don't, I don't, jared thank you for asking the question absolutely fucking not like what like this is like you're a fan of a team and so don't you think they should lay off bringing in star players no i don't understand what he's asking is he saying they should lay off adam cole daniel bryan or cm punk no he's, i don't think they need to add wyatt or stroman it seems like they barely know what to do with what they already have i will say this, oh Jared. lay off the big signings not lay off the big signings. yeah uh, i thought he was like do you want to lay off no basically off? basically a, a common thing where people similar to the ryan question is they want there to be problems because there isn't uh, our guy torque Pendleline put it perfectly this week it, what's going on is Tony loves us and wants us to have a good show. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. you don't have to create problems. The, the, the issue is not. And here's the thing: the back half of this question is, I don't think they need to add wider strong when it seems like they barely know what to do with the, what they already have. What week hasn't been hype? Who 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 have they run? The than only in, person you can point Andrade. to and say that is Andrade. Andrade, because they the, the rest you you gotta and again, Jared. Thank you for the question, but you're insatiable. 
Imagine. What, what are you looking for? They barely know what to do. <laughs> Daniel Bryan wrestled Kenny Omega on television for 30 minutes the other day. Where, did it, you miss that? Because here's, here's what happens, right? CM Punk is elevating the bottom. Of the, are you, or did you just... Here's what happens is people get this opinion. and so, so so let me just walk you through this, Jared Moore. Uh, tomorrow, Kevin Steen, <laughs> Kevin Owens becomes a free agent. Mm, sorry, man. Ah, we just, I don't know what to do over there. You're yeah, better off yeah, in New York. I I, Have you seen the product lately? I don't think they want to, you know. People. Again, people want there to be problems with this. They want it to be more complicated than it is. Uh, Supersonic, 1991. A, a question not about AEW. Do you think AEW women's division main on my main roster is not entertaining now that with Asuka and Bailey currently injured? Don't need the back half of this. Uh, yeah, not entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I tune into the the odd New York show, and I am I would find I find none of the program entertaining. Yeah, good friend Jake points out Brian Danielson is wrestling Minoru Suzuki for free on YouTube <laughs> yeah. with no commercials yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it. Anfield Road takes Suzuki as no Goldberg. You know, this stop doing stuff like that. Did you uh, see that on Twitter? They don't, they don't they don't know what to do with these guys. What the? F- <laughs> uh, Michael Clifford, what's your fantasy booking for the new TBS title? We went through this before. Yeah. When it was introduced, I, I think to summarize our thoughts, um, we're basically you're making a decision. Is this is this the workhouse title or is this the showcase rampage title? I'm getting the idea that it's probably going to be the Jade Cargill title, that the this girl needs an accessory to put with her and we're gonna make it seem like a big deal. I think the right play, which you will probably guess from my passionate defense of the NWA world championship, <laughs> is that I would love for it to be the Serena Deeb workhorse, prove yourself, mm-hmm. get the Jades Cargill who are missing part of the puzzle. This is where you this is the title you go for to complete your puzzle. This is where you you win this, you have proven that you are good enough in ring, you are good enough to make a story and have a reason and good enough on the mic. I think it needs to be that stepping stone. Uh but I think it's probably going to be that bitch show, right? TBS that bitch show. Well, that is where Zoobs and I part ways on this and that's what I hope for. I hope it's that bitch show. Uh I think Rampage is a 1-hour program and Jade Cargill working 3 to 5 minute title defenses until the AEW crowd absolutely loathes her as long as she's actually training backstage and improving. Uh Stay, turn up the, the skills, turn down the flaws. Uh, it's a short show. It gets a big women star on the program every week. And she's one of these people, I think, with Smart Mark Sterling by her side, can make a 50-0 and 0 streak into something. Mm. Uh, and I think the audience, this work rate-spoiled audience, will grow to hate her. Uh, and I think that's what you're looking for. And then I think you can make a Ruby Soho. You can make a Layla Hirsch, who she's planted these seeds with. So uh, that's what I do. But, of course, if they do what Zoom says and put on Serena Deeb and she's just putting on Corkers every week, you, I'm the last person who complain about that. Uh, AJ 2.0 asks us, did AEW need another men's title or nah? I'm going to go with or nah. Or nah. Yeah, I'm going to go with or nah. As I as we said a couple of times, and and uh, I think very strong. What they've done very well is borrowed belts from other companies and use that to give things stakes without having to tie themselves to a belt that they then don't really know what to do with, or that that only really works for them for a couple of weeks. This is why we like to see the U.S. Championship from New Japan come over. This is why we like to see the Triple A Championship come over. This is why it's nice to have the Lucha Brothers having those titles for a one-off maybe they lose it maybe you get some new exposure nwa championship uh really don't think a new men's title is is something i'm clamoring for at all we're 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 still in the infantile stages of the tbs title and the tnt title having some meaning behind them we've just gotten there now it took about a year for that tnt title to really really cling on uh i think i think i don't think you know we're at a point in the show where i'm like 
none of this is happening for any reason. They've done a very good job of keeping that up. So I'm firmly or not. I wouldn't even add the TBS title. Yeah. We're both. If everyone's the champion, nobody's the champion. Yeah. Uh, This one comes from John M. Rampage, keep it at one hour or move to two hours. Are they using it in a way that you like, or would you like to see any changes or changes to Dynamite Dark, etc.? We'll stick with the Rampage. We get a little rambly here, but uh, what do you think? Two-hour Rampage? That well, I think we both agree that's probably where the future is going to be, like it or For not. Sure. Are you enjoying the one-hour main event out of the gate? Uh, Mark Henry talks through the main event. What, what do you what do you feel in, in terms of Rampage? I genuinely love the double feature of Rampage and then Nick and Paul's show. Uh, I love the one hour show. I sit down, it's Friday night, even if Haley and I are doing something afterwards, it's like, oh, it's an hour. You can eat a little dinner, you watch it. I I really like the one hour format, but that, I'm consistent with this. I like it on, when back NXT was an hour. There's a lot of room in my life for a one hour show. My How much Rampage I take in will go down more than 50% if they add another hour because a two hour show just feels like a bigger time commitment in my mind. How about you, Zibs? If, I agree with, I echo with the thoughts of the chat. Two hours, you it has to be a different time of day. It, it yeah, oh, it's straight up hundred percent cannot be on Friday night in that slot. Agree. for two hours. It's just it's non-tenable. It's a non-starter. It's there is matches on there that I like and want to watch that I even now within an hour I am I am watching on Saturday because I watch movies with my wife on Friday and I love that. I'm not looking to change that. I'm not uh, honest to God that you know CM Punk is wrestling that show every week and I, it's still not. It's nothing to do with what what the quality of the show. So you know. I would be fine with it two hours, but I really do like the one hour. I think, you know, a lesson to be learned from the three-hour Raw and the two-hour SmackDown and, and as you said, one-hour TN, one-hour NXT is, like, sometimes being left wanting more is really effective. Sometimes, dynam- di- like, Dynamite is, it feels too short. You're like, oh, give me more. And sometimes one hour of Rampage, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get more of this. I need to see what happens Wednesday. I think that's really valuable. And again, I think it sort of comes back to like, don't invent problems here, right? Don't, in, don't invent, yeah. don't invent the people aren't on TV enough. People are on TV enough. There's, there have been enough room for Brian Danielson to have a fucking half hour draw and it not ruin the entire show. There's a lot of room for a lot of talent and they, they talk about it. They, they fit like a hundred people on the show in the two hours of dynamite every week. <laughs> yeah, they truly do. I guess it comes across like this most to me, Zoobs. It feels less like a second hour of Rampage and more like a fourth hour of AEW. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that answer. Um, this one comes from Yaletown Roundhouse Kick, Thompson Analysis. Did Josh okay. go to New 2? I had tickets, uh, and then I got some bad news, and we did not attend, but it looked like a great show. El Phantasmo in the building, coming back to Vancouver, and... Uh, I've hoped for nothing but great success. One of my best friends in the world, Fergie, wrestles for them. Now, Mr. Ferguson, uh, all the best to New Two and all that, de- or to uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling. I'll definitely be at more. Of the- I was at the first show, uh, and I'll definitely be at more uh, shows in the future. Okay, we got, uh, we got, we got two more. I was, I apologize to Mark Quill, but I don't want to book an entire pay per view card right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do book your entire. I, I really struggle with that sort of. And, I, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't make it a bad question. I just really struggle with like, give me five dream matches. I, it's exhausting for me to like, my brain doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? I, it's I extremely pref- fair. I prefer the big view. Let's talk about a subject versus like what specific matches. I, I always freeze up when you, when you give me like, who do you want to see 
mocks fight, I always freeze up because I, I try to not do it too often. Yeah, it it just doesn't it doesn't work great with my brain. If that makes sense. So two more. Uh, this this one is from Leafer1984, who is feeding us his opinion in the form of a question, which I appreciate once more. <laughs> do you feel that moves that get kicked out of all the time or are overused in matches lose significance? For example, <laughs> versus yeah. Christian, Kenny needed three or four V triggers to put him up for the OWA. Do you feel it diminishes moves and people kick out of multiple attempts? Nope. Uh, once, once only again, true of finishers for me. Once again, I, I I'll equate this to a different sport. You're watching the NBA, and your favorite team is is running the pick and roll, and they're dominating with it. Are you like, oh, stop with the pick? Stop with the stop with this move that's working. <laughs> stop with this. It's a fight. If it, I think a great example of this right. is, is, is Okada Omega, the third one. There is a point in that match when Okada is like, the only thing I can do is hit a drop kick. Nothing else is working. I need to continue doing drop kicks because if I don't, I'm going to lose. It's not, yeah. it's not a video game where you get less points every time you do it. it you, you have to get yourself out of that mindset. If, if, if in kayfabe, Kenny Omega is like, I need this V-trigger to get this guy weakened enough. To me, at no point am I like, is that five? I'm with you that if you're doing your finisher three times, that's one thing. Yeah. But in a regular match, if you have a hard strike, if you have a, a power move, if you have something that incapacitates your opponent and gets you in a position where you want to use it, I'm all for it. I think, I think it's reductive to look at it this way, to be honest with you. I'm going to I'm going to give a little Mick Foleyism that he writes about in his book that I think really applies to this situation that he says fans need to think less about the pin attempts as oh I think this is going to end the match and more and I'm paraphrasing here this is not word for word obviously but more on kicking out tires out your opponent hitting them with a big move and they're on the ground you're holding them down you're in a dominant position like that's a huge win for you in a fight even if they kick out that can be a huge moment for you. They're more tired in theory exiting that. And then he brings up how he would like to see the finish more often of, you know, guy hits the finish, guy kicks out the first time, then he just hooks the leg again. And that time he gets the three count because all he had left was he spent something on that kick out. And he said, if that finish happened more, people would understand more that the kick out, you're spending something. It isn't just a, oh, we know this isn't going to finish. So I don't know if that was worth sharing or addressing. No, but. totally. I think that, and, and listen, I, again, I, I understand sort of the spirit of this question. I know uh, Leifer specifically doesn't like all the super kicks. Fair enough. What uh, does that mean though? I know. Listen, I know. Where are all the super kicks? You get stuck in they this. They don't even let Miro do them anymore because you get the Young Bucks are on the show. You get stuck in this idea of the Young Bucks from 2015 where it's like, oh, they do 30 yeah. super kicks a match. Yeah. They, don't, they don't really. They use, it to, they use it to turn the tide and they use it to put people away. It, it's, again, to sort of the earlier point I was making, the idea of a signature move is it, it is when you are out of, when you don't have something to go to, when you are out of ideas, when you are desperate, when you've been in a half an hour match and you are exhausted and you are tired and the only thing that you know is working for you right now is a V-trigger, does it make sense for you to do a move you've never done before in your life? Like, it, I think, I think it, Good point. Know, it, it's a little bit more of thinking of it as a fight versus thinking of it as a, this you know, you're playing WWE 2K and you get penalized and you do the same move over and over again because the computer's like, stop spamming that. It's not how fights work. It's not how strategy works. It's not how matches work. So I, again, other than other than finisher kickouts, when someone does a fucking top rope uh, Indian destroyer through a table and that isn't enough, that's one thing for me. But repeated V-triggers, 
I'm not going to sit here and be like, mm, no, thank you. Some great points made by our chat here, Zoobs. Uh, Dennis started work, part of me saying, it's an opponent softener. Makes a ton of sense. Anfield Road saying, anyone who thinks they do it too much needs to see peak super kick party Ring of Honor Bucks. Big true. Big true, Alex. Uh, Roto saying, yeah, when well, they did the super kick counter, yeah, they would legitimately keep track of how many super kicks they did. So, which yeah, was a great which, point, which was a response to the criticism that they did too many super kicks. They're like, you exactly. will do a whole match. Uh, yeah. and even they've exactly, right. even they, it's extremely toned down. Uh, that's right, Jigs. That over the top complaining about super kicks is tiresome. Even HBK used them a ton as a transition move before it became his finisher. It also just doesn't make any sense in a world where like everyone has a DDT as a kick out, yeah, anyway. Uh, not to rag. I, I again, everyone has a different taste, but for me, I no. But say, when people ask questions, they want the real answers. Yeah. I don't think Leifer is a sensitive person. I don't not think they're at home. Being I can, like, I can say very firmly, zero times have I been like, that's too many beat triggers. I, yeah, I can think of too many kickouts on hole, but that's, that's a hundred percent, totally different yeah. story. The, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the final question comes from uh, King Kong Fundy. Uh, do you have a Fed? You're always telling yourself you're going to start following and just never get around to it. Great <laughs> question. I do. Yeah, a few actually. Uh, for me, it's for me, it's uh, it's either MLW or NWA because when when Power mm. first came out, I was like, "This is what I'm looking for. I want something to totally different. I want something old school. I want something that that tried a new thing and is like, you can tell the moment you see it that it's different." Um, obviously, AEW coming along, I was just sort of like, "Well, not even the same league." And Jim Cornette was a fucking idiot on the mic, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to support this very much." Uh, and MLW is one that, like, I continue to see snippets of it and be like, I like the direction they're going with. I like that they're that they're putting their foot and they're stamping this into the ground, and that they are providing an alternative place for talent to come and be stars, talent to come and mm -hmm. work a style they like, talent to come and get some shine and make a name for themselves. Um, it seems like it seems like it's pretty cool and it seems like it rocks. Uh, so I would put I would probably put MLW as number one and and NWA a little less so as number two. What about you? So I think we actually share the same number one with MLW uh, and for a really similar way. I think I've watched more of it than you. I'm going to say I've seen maybe 12 hours of it in my life. I always tune in for Jacob Fatu matches and usually watch that card. But yeah, the booking seems really sound. I'm all, I've am I've enjoyed what I've watched. I didn't love their – they had their Royal Rumble the same night as a GCW show. And so I watched it really late at night after I'd already watched another card. And I wasn't blown away by that. But yeah, in general, that. But uh, also All Japan, uh, such a historically great – uh federation the pieces i see i like but their shows i find a little too grounded in reality a little too meat and potatoes but it is something that i'm always like why am i not watching more all japan because the, the high end does really do a lot for me uh stardom a popular pick in the chat that's a good one dragon gate uh folks want to get into uh yeah i, I think mlw i think i think um age all japan's a good pick that's one that many times i said to eric like man i would love uh well, listen, reality is this, is this this thing that I'm asking for is literally never going to happen in my life. But I was I would love that part of my life where I was unemployed and, and got into the G1 for the first time. I was like, oh, I guess the next month of unemployment is treadmill and G1. I would love yeah. to have that in all Japan, but I need the specifics of where my life is headed. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. My, no? Well, my hangout and watch all Japan for four hours a day. <laughs> I yeah, don't man. think so, man. Perhaps not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, good friend Jake and Gumby both shouting out Kaiju Big Battle. I've seen some, I've seen some stuff on that. That's pretty fun. I think you've seen the same show I've already seen. Midnight, yeah. sometimes you're up during Mania weekend Absolutely and you flip right. over to it. I've seen, what, four or five of them? I'm going to be honest. I don't really get it. I don't. 
Uh, it's, anyway. I bet you it's fun to be at. I could see live it being a, a good time. But anyway. to, to watch, I don't know. With that, we're going to close out the mailbag. Thank you to everybody who sent in Twitter questions. We're going to close out the podcast as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Hope you enjoyed a bit of a curveball this week as we did something different. Thank you for your Twitter questions. We appreciate you following us there at Wrestling underscore Brain on Twitter, Wrestling Brain Network on Instagram, and uh, at Wrestling Brain on TikTok. That is it for the podcast. We'll talk to you wrestling to talk about again. Uh, we're probably going to do a recap of, uh, of the Saturday Dynamite. We'll figure that out. TBD. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us over here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast we'd greatly appreciate it if you want to go a step further you can always take in the real show live twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain love and energy